Welcome to the Great American Sports Betting Show, the show where we give you the real deal inside scoop on what's really going on in the world of sports betting. And now, without further ado, your host, Evan Wallace. Welcome back to the Great American Sports Betting Show. Moment of silence to the Steelers. The Steelers better than the Seahawks better. Ah, we'll get into that later. But thank you for joining us. You are here with the Vegas Ambassador, a.k.a. the Black James Bond. Today with us, as always, is our co-host, our producer extraordinaire, Sip, Cyprian Francis, a.k.a. Sip Pop. Sip was really good with you, bro. What's happening? Uh, you all good out there? Yeah, yeah, all good. Excited to be back. The the people want more. Apparently, apparently, and we're appreciative of that. By the way, if you are watching this right now, I'd like you to do me a favor, or if you hit the replay, um, find the stream or find uh, Spotify, this, this show on Spotify or iTunes. Do me and us a favor and go ahead and give us a review or rate us. Uh, whether you plan to keep watching or not or listening, uh, it means the world to us. Not to mention the fact that we got a very, very nice setup here, uh, courtesy of our producer extraordinaire, Sip Sip Hop Francis. Um, he does a fantastic job on this show, and I'm sure it costs a lot more than what he's charging me, which we are extremely, extremely grateful for and thankful for. Uh, so we appreciate that, brother. By the way, if you also need um, some of your producer or some of your show or your content put out there professional, um, I would reach out to Sip for sure. But other than that, Sip, how you doing, man? How's your week going? Uh, you were just telling me something about you being in LA. I'm assuming um, they haven't come to get you uh, while you're out on the streets yet, huh? Look, first off, you're too kind, Evo. I appreciate the the promo. And yeah, man, we got we got shut down like or like three two weeks ago. They shut down all the outdoor dining. Yesterday or a couple of days ago, they like made it like uh, like more quarantine ish, right? Like only the right only certain personnel. So I mean, they're locking back down, and it's really annoying to be honest. That's all I can really say about it. I don't I don't see any of any of what you know, is so negative about this and that's maybe a good thing or a bad thing, but like, you know, I think we just got to get through the holidays here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm, uh, I'm just trying to share this out on our socials. Um, if you remember, or if you guys are, are just catching us for the first time, we started this show almost a year ago. So we're almost coming up on our, um, year anniversary. This is episode number 23. Um, the Michael Jordan episode. And since the beginning of this show, basically we've been in lockdown and we've been, you know, telling you what is, what's going down every step of the way. Yeah, right? through, all, through all the different versions of the quarantine sports, right? Yes, sir. Just like yesterday we had the Steelers playing on a Wednesday at wow. three fifteen, I think my time. I, has there ever been a Wednesday game played in history? No. No, there no. hasn't. So 2020 is a year of first for sure. For sure. Um, let's see what we got here. All right. Are we good? We good? You got everything retweeted and shared out there? Almost, brother. Almost. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. We're good. Now, 
Um, that's right. So if you're just tuning in, uh, my name is Evan Wallace. I am a 12-year nightlife Vegas veteran. Um, lived in Vegas for about 12 years. I've seen it all, done it all almost. And um, on top of that, I've also had the privilege and um, knowledge of seeing some of the brightest and the best sports betting information that you can basically find or hear. So I've gotten the chance, not to mention the fact that I've played sports all my life, which is the reason why we're doing this show. So it's not just, you know, someone just coming out of the blue, just trying to talk sports. Um, I've lived it, I've played it, and then I've also been able to learn from the best and also uh, participate in the legal betting industry that uh, Vegas has since I've lived here. And I would like to then expound upon that and to provide some of that knowledge and my perspective and point of view to the listener, to the viewer, that is you. We hope that you enjoy. Uh, Sip, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm trying to make gangster movies and, you know, that's a lifelong process. And in the meantime, we, you know, I find cool brands to promote and build campaigns and stuff. And that's basically why we're working together because this is a great brand, a great idea, a great concept. And we want to just get it out to the world and, you know, day in, day out. That's the grind. Uh, if unless you're living under a rock somewhere, you know that sports betting is becoming legal all across the U.S. There are plenty of opportunities, not to mention that there's plenty of chatter and talk and enthusiasm all around the industry. Um, coming in down the line is a bunch of new um, markets opening up, a bunch of new sports bettors participating, um, a bunch of new tech stuff. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to cover that. We're here to introduce you to that. And we're here to help you learn a lot more about the sports betting industry and the tech that surrounds it. Um, today, we actually have a pretty good show. We're going to go ahead and discuss something that's also pretty hot right now. Um, you got Bitcoin and crypto that's just exploding all over the place. Lots of people just like sports betting don't know what that's all about. And we're going to go a little bit over that. But um, first and foremost, Sip, you know, I don't know if you heard, but Spotify, um, they unleashed their top streams streamed artists i think the weekend was the number one streamed artist um in the country how do you feel about that congrats to the weekend too by the way uh i'll be honest i don't really listen to the weekend you um, may not and i i don't anymore but i tell you what, i've never met a female that doesn't listen to the weekend and doesn't eat it up matter of fact i got a, a good story about that early in my days in vegas i went to go see a friend of mine in toronto um, this was early on. Anyway, she gave me a story about the XO crew. You know, they were they were together for a long time, even before they blew up. And, um, you know, and if you've ever been to Toronto, if we have Canadian visitors, you'll know that it's a very close-knit community. Lots of beautiful ladies out there. Uh, they all seem to know each other and all the cliques, you know, fuck with each other, right? And so the XO crews, you know, was known for going um, around after the after the clubs and, you know, going to eat your food and, uh, and uh, you know, take right, ravaging the girls and stuff like that. So um, that was an interesting, interesting story and time uh, when I was first out there. But anyway, congrats to The weekend. Um, a good, good platform, Spotify. Uh, again, speaking of Spotify, if you're, what is this? This is my, that's my top, my top five artists. What are your top five artists? Yeah, Young Dolph. We got Gucci Man. We got Future. Moneybag Yo and Zaytoven. 
Not bad, not bad. I'm a little disappointed you don't have any artists from Chicago in your top five. Those sips pretty disappointing. Um, I mean, I have a whole playlist, don't worry, but they don't get the spins like my man Dolph. Young Dolph couldn't tell you one song about Young Dolph. Dolph. I haven't heard the name. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that. I'm gonna put um, you on. If you are watching, maybe if you follow me on any of the socials, you know I just went and checked out um, Circa Las Vegas. Circa, if you haven't heard, is a new casino hotel that's opening in downtown Las Vegas. Never thought I'd see the day where the number one property and the most popping property in Las Vegas is located downtown. There you go. Um, now, um, shout out to Derek Stevens. Derek Stevens is the owner. He also owns a couple other casinos downtown, the D. Um, but this spot right here is a sports better's dream. You have um, a, a huge pool stadium swim, as they call it, uh, on the outside with huge screens. That's going to be a game changer. And then um, the sports book, which is phenomenal as well. So um, I got a chance to chop it up with Derek yesterday. Matter of fact, um, congratulated him on the new property. Right now, the casino is the only thing open, but the hotel, I think, opens um, in less than 30 days. So people will start to book there. And uh, like I said, it should be the new hot spot in Vegas until at least until some sort of normalcy returns. So look that up, check it out, especially if you're a sports better. Um, think about going to check that out, maybe for the Super Bowl, maybe for March Madness. Yeah. Looks dope. I seen I seen other people post about it. It looks legit. Fantastic. And um, again, Derek Stevens, he's Every March Madness, he bets, I think, 300, 300 grand. He, he bets on every single game of the first round uh, just because that's what he's all about. He's originally from the Midwest, Midwest guy, um, good dude, and um, appreciated the hospitality and also enjoyed the property. So good for them. Um, did you happen to catch these in some news from last week since we were on last time? You had the Tyson and Roy Jones fight, and the Nate Robinson and Logan Paul. I think we previewed that fight, uh, but did you get the chance to watch that, Sip? Uh, I saw the highlights. Highlights of absolutely nothing. Um, apparently, there were some words that came out that um, Tyson wasn't even allowed to hit this fool in his face, okay? So you had a bunch of 50-year-olds. The word on the street or the you know, the reviews after the fight was that Roy Jones looked very slow and sluggish, but Tyson looked fantastic. Um, again, they had a bunch of different rules and stipulations. Uh, we weren't allowed to really bet on it in Las Vegas, so I wasn't too interested, but I did check it out. Wasn't that entertaining to me, but as a boxing fan, you couldn't not um, want to check that out. Also, stay tuned. We do have a rare boxing play. Um, ooh, look at that. Boom, boom. We got a rare boxing play for later uh, for this weekend coming up. Now, as I said, though, uh, apparently Tyson in the rules wasn't allowed to hit Roy Jones in the head. So that's that. Now, do we have a can we pull up some video of the of the Nate Robinson and the Logan Paul uh, fight? Oh, I'm sure we can find that one. Now, that's the one that everybody was talking about because they was definitely hitting people in the face. Um and ooh, here we go. Let's check this out. You know, shout out to Nate Robinson. He was obviously a, a big underdog. I <laughs> I took him to I, I picked him to win this fight. Ooh, there it Ow. is. Ooh. And that's how you become a meme, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Um, would you take 600 grand to become a meme and have everybody talk about you? I mean, it's up to you, but you know, it took a lot of heart. 
this guy, um, Logan Paul, he's been fighting for a couple years. He had training. I think Nate should have went and hollered at Mayweather out here in Vegas. Win got some tactics, you know what I mean? you know street fighting and, and i've heard nate likes to sleep fools like he's nothing to be played with on the street but once you're in the square circle it's a little bit different you need some tactics um and you need some skills so uh, i don't think anybody wants to see that fight again but if nate does get in the ring with somebody else maybe the other brother hopefully he uh hollers at mayweather gets a little bit more training um before he goes in and uh, does all that you know what i mean it was entertaining just to see. I mean, I remember Nate Robinson coming up for the Bulls and putting up 30 in games, right, and wanting to see him dunk, and now he's fighting. I don't know if it's ex as exciting to see him fight as it is to do those other things. I'm not even sure how that even came about. You know what I mean? Like, where did he come about as far as, you know, being able to fight and stuff like that? I guess, you know, YouTube and, and on social media, it's probably a thing. And uh, people want to see it, but um, I digress. That's the pretty much entertainment news stuff that's happened since we've been here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into what we're here to talk about today, uh, which is crypto, crypto markets, Bitcoin, Bitcoin gas. There's a lot of um, talk around these asset classes, if you will. What are they used for? Um, I will say that just if you're being introduced to crypto and Bitcoin, let's talk about to start there was somebody a long time ago years ago his name is ross ulbricht right uh, ross he um, created a website kind of like craigslist where you could buy and sell stuff on the website called silk road um, using bitcoin this was in the early days when you know the price of bitcoin was probably you know definitely less than a thousand dollars um, not too many people knew about it, only the tech community and the underworld, uh, which is how lots of things happen usually. Um, so people ended up buying and selling, um, you know, drugs and, and guns and a lot of stuff like that. Um, so unbeknownst to, to the founder of the website, um, and then the feds came in and took them down. And so um, what happened was this guy, Ross Albrecht, you want to pull up his picture, Sip? Uh, this guy, he was a young guy, uh, just, you know, very smart dude, put up a website so people could have a means of exchange using this new, um, you know, peer-to-peer uh, -peer electronic cash. And the feds came in and gave him two life sentences plus 40 years. So Ross is right now currently in prison. I've actually had the chance to meet his mother here in Vegas. She goes around and does um, some fundraisers for him and some some stuff to build the awareness and the notoriety to help to try to get him a pardon. There's a lot of people working on his behalf. Um, lots of people have signed the petition to try to get him out. Um, again, you have a first uh, offender, nonviolent offender, who was given two life sentences plus 40 years for building a website, right? Um, so Free Ross, again, and um, that is one of the first things you might hear if you're in looking into the industry or hearing about Bitcoin. A lot of people don't know what they're talking about, saying he was uh, making it possible for people to run guns and drugs and prostitution and all this other shit. They have no clue what they're talking about. Even if Ross did know about that, which, you know, on all accounts, he probably didn't um, to say that he deserved two life sentences in 40 years. Um, probably not. But that just goes to show you. 
you are not allowed to make money in this country without the, you know, Uncle Sam getting their cut. So beware of that. Um, but I digress. So that, like I said, was when the price was a lot lower. And now you have uh, Bitcoin, which is close to its all-time high, which is, uh, as far as I know, right around 20000 Last time I checked, it was at $19,400. Um, crazy, right? Um, Sip, do you own some Bitcoin? Um, like a little bit just in transactions, but <clears throat> I'm more of a Ripple fan um, gotcha. just because now, I like the volume. Let's talk about how you can actually get Bitcoin, right? Or crypto. So there's a few different ways. Um, the, the most, I guess, easiest, um, Square Cash and PayPal have just made it possible to buy Bitcoin. I personally, I think it's pretty much over. Uh, it, there's no point in getting Bitcoin through Square or PayPal anymore because um, the only way to get it or the only reason to, to get it for through those mediums is to enjoy the price increase. Um, which is speculation, right? So I put out a tweet earlier today. I said that the own, the two most popular use cases for Bitcoin are uh, speculation, which is for people to try to make money off of it. And then the second is for sports betting. Uh, sports betting is a, is a great way to be able to actually use um, Bitcoin, especially if you don't live in a, in a legal market. So you can uh, have Bitcoin and make a deposit for a sports book using the Bitcoin. It's the fastest way to withdraw and make deposits. Uh, but other than that, um, what you'd want to do is you'd want to get a wallet or you'd want to go to an exchange because the reason why you'd want to do that is so that you could actually send it to people. You can use it, right? Um, a lot of people just want to buy Bitcoin to sit on it. However, at $19,400, you're looking at right around the high for its all-time high. Um, so you're not going to really make money uh, unless you want to do what uh, Sip was talking about, which is getting some of the uh, altcoins. Is that right, Sip? They would be considered altcoins, which is um, some of the other cryptocurrencies. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, <clears throat> I think we would need you know your friend Vin to come explain the differences between the coins because there is some sort of an algorithm that makes them different. But for me as a consumer, as a trader, the only thing that I see different is that they have different ticker symbols. At the end of the day, for me, they all do the same things. They go up, they go down. That's and right. I can, I can buy and I can transact. And I don't know why one should be better than the other, but it really just helps making that process easier and i think ripple xrp is one of the fastest in that transaction which is why it's why it's popular but i think aren't you if you're a fan of bitcoin cash right that's right so the ever consummate trader here cyprian francis telling you what you know how you should use it for trading i don't trade it but uh so yeah a couple years ago matter of fact we've had been on this show a couple years ago a friend of mine who's a, a crypto developer he came to me and said he was working on a exchange uh, platform for you to be able to use crypto to be able to bet on sabong fights, right? So he was building this for uh, cockfighting in the Philippines, okay? Um, and he said, look, I think this plays really well for sports betting. He didn't know anything about sports betting. He came to me and he said, look, I'd like you to help me with it. Would you like to be, come on board? And 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 you know tell me what you know about sports betting and how we can make this product for 
um, sports betting. And I said, not yes, but fuck yes. Hell yes. I am all the way in. That's amazing. Uh, because what you're talking about now is um, you're being able to remove fiat currency um, to be able to exchange um, uh, means to be able to wager on sports. You could be able to wager on uh, a, a presidential election if you'd like to. Um, I know one of the things that's really popular with Ethereum, ETH, is that they have the ability to make smart contracts on their blockchain as well. So, um, you know, there's there going to be terms here. You'll hear blockchain, um, you know, crypto, Bitcoin. So, uh, and, you know, one of the first videos I ever watched about crypto was that this guy, one of the early adopters of it, he called it, and he himself is a nerd, but he called it nerd money. Uh, and this is not a derogatory term. I'm not demeaning anybody because one, if you haven't realized already, nerds and, and geeks pretty much run the world now, don't they? And they will continue to. Uh, but it it is real. It is nerd money because it is very technical and it's similar to uh, like a Facebook, if you will. Facebook, when it first came out, was for Harvard students, right? It wasn't really for everybody. It was for the 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 brightest and the people that that understood how it worked. Um, and then it became available to everybody else. Same with Bitcoin. The first adopters of Bitcoin um, was um, very technical people, developers, stuff like that. The creator of Bitcoin is somebody called Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, Satoshi decided to remain anonymous. So there's some folklore and there's a whole lot of stuff that goes around uh, who this Satoshi Nakamoto is. Nobody really knows, uh, but he did write a white paper. So if you are interested in learning a little bit more about what Bitcoin is about or how it is intended to be used, I would look up the white paper of uh, Bitcoin. It says right there in the title, it's peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. So um, at the end of the day, when you go to a bank, you are basically uh, involved in a trust system. You trust that the bank will hold your money, right? And that you can access it when you want it, right? Um, in crypto and in Bitcoin, it's all about proof of work. So it's all about math and numbers um, and, um, uh, you know, technology, right? So uh, all of this stuff, all of the transactions, everything takes place on the blockchain. So to send, uh, instead of making a deposit for, to a bank or withdraw from a bank, you would make a transaction on the blockchain and each cryptocurrency has their own chain. So Bitcoin has their own chain, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, XRP, all of that stuff. Um, so that kind of helps you break it down. Now, again, speculation. If you're using it for speculation, then you're going to want to look to some of the altcoins. So um, in order to get an altcoin like a Bitcoin Cash or um, XRP or Ethereum, you're going to need Bitcoin, right? You can't really get That's those. That's not true, though. That's okay. not true. I'll say right? Because the, the, there's the evolution of the wallets, right? The wallet used to be pretty complex. Okay. I agree with that, right? Because you would have to use these codes to send other coins there. But companies like Coinbase, right, make it very easy that it's almost like an app format where your dollars convert into any coin, essentially. Right. Right. Yeah. But a lot of the base is still Bitcoin, right? Or at least it has been 
up until recently where it's, it's like things are starting to break away a little bit from Bitcoin, I feel like. Uh, I mean, 20,000, you know what I mean? But here's I the know. problem. Here's the only problem with Bitcoin is the fact that. Um, so if you wanted to make a transaction, let's say you wanted to send $10 to someone via PayPal or something like that. Would you do that if you were going to get charged two dollars and fifty cents? Um, are you saying that that's the Coinbase fee? No. In order to Bitcoin has the highest transaction. It, it's a, it's a, extremely um, it's extremely expensive to send Bitcoin, and it also takes time. So it has to go on certain blocks, and the blocks again are developed by miners and people like that. And so that is why I want to kind of have this opening discussion because um, it is so layered and technical. I've been learning about this stuff for two years and still even to me, um, I don't even get half of, half of it. But most people just look at it, Bitcoin, you know, and they say, oh, it's the price. Or they look at the price and this and that, but they don't understand there's so many layers, right? So um, one of the things that I do like about being able to send and receive is, you know, you have a, a wallet, something like this. Let me show you. Um, but also a couple of years ago, they made it so that you could just click your QR code, right? You can have a QR code, boom, and then it can instantly trans transfer between wallets, right? Now, you can only do that if you have an actual wallet. Um, so that's another thing. Ways to store your cryptocurrency especially bitcoin is through a wallet if you're not using coinbase and some exchanges like that um, and in a wallet uses a, a signature right a bunch of numbers and letters probably 30 of them or so um, which is your personal signature so that it tells the it, it basically teaches the or tells the blockchain what who to send it to who's sending what right and so instead of using your name uh the date how much money you want to send and a deposit slip at the bank you're using your personal qr code or signature um to tell the blockchain this is me right i'd like this amount of money from this person um and that's how they read it so the blockchain kind of reads all of this through um just very smart coders and miners and developers and that's um but basically you're you're able to use the system so that you don't have to go through banks right at the end of the day pretty much it really, yeah it really um it really makes it so that you can avoid having to use banks un well until you need to send a good amount of money and you're getting charged a lot of money from bitcoin um or you know what i mean something like that but other than that um that is why people in the government um, are concerned about it or obviously they're not going to let their uh, monopoly of, of of banks and transactions um go to go to the wayside they're not going to let that fall so there's this big um kind of um war coming basically or this war that we've been in where you got the the, the developers and the miners and the people that are adopting crypto um, right now as to kind of store value uh, but if it ever comes to the, the the if it ever comes to the point where you can let's say I want to buy your house, sit right, you're selling your house and I want to buy it from you. If we ain't got to go to the bank or we ain't got to go through realtors and we got to pay their fees and we can just do it transaction in a smart contract through crypto in our own exchange uh, wallets, you know, 
Seems well, that's, be- that's essentially what you're doing with the sports betting. You're not, you, we're not transacting on a house. We're just transacting on one. Right. Bet, so this basically. is what the QR code looks like. Uh, you would then be able to, and this is the, uh, the signature at the bottom, those numbers and letters, and you can then put your phone up to this boom and uh, have it send or receive Bitcoin. So, um, and in this wallet, this is a Bitcoin.com wallet. It has uh, Bitcoin, BCH, um, uh, and then s- um, simple tokens, right? So um, I'm not sure if you, or stable coins, I should say. Stable coins have been something that is tied one-to-one to the dollar. So a lot of people are scared of Bitcoin because of the volatility, right? It's up. Matter of fact, what is it up this week? It's up... Uh, What What? yeah, Bitcoin's up 5k in the last 30 days, right? Eleven percent in the last seven days. Right. So probably like what do you want? You want the you want the annual? What do you want? So in just in the last 30 days, it's up five thousand, but it could also it can drop. So it's very volatile. A lot of people that scares a lot of people. So they've now made um crypto coins that are stable, that are tied to the dollar. So one coin would equal $1, which is something that would be more beneficial to, let's say, a shop owner, right? Uh, if they wanted to accept it, they don't have to worry about taking a payment and then the price going down. Yeah, but that's no different than currency. The, it, the same thing happens to currency. There's just so much more volume of that than there is right. of crypto. So that's why there's more fluctuations with cryptos. Yeah, Under- you're absolutely Under- right. Unless coins like XRP, which are 61 cents, stabilize, right? And if it gets to a dollar and stays around a dollar, then that could almost be used as a transaction. That is correct. That is correct. Now, I'm going to be honest. At the end of the day, I already told you, speculation, sports betting. You can get in early to try to get um, – uh, in on the wave and try to get money like me and sip talk about it all the time when bitcoin drops anywhere below sixteen thousand, i mean it hasn't in a while but if it does matter of fact it did on what thanksgiving or uh yeah thanksgiving it dropped quite a bit didn't it well 30 days ago is uh thirteen thousand, so yeah it did dip under there for a while anytime it drops below 60 and obviously we're not financial advisors we don't give financial advice blah 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 doesn't even really matter i don't think because this isn't a normal financial vehicle our our opinion my opinion is anytime it bitcoin drops below let's say seventeen thousand, sixteen thousand, whenever it does if it does that is a good time to buy because the chances of it going one it's never going to zero i can promise you that i mean if if it, if it goes to zero then lots of other things are wrong right um it's <laughs> just like it's like I don't think I can see. I don't think it's going to go to zero either. So my point is, is that if you look at the track record of it over the last few years or what have you, it's never fallen that much before it goes up. And that's the the reason why is because there's people out there ready to pounce every time it goes down. Something you would call dollar cost average. Whenever it goes down to a certain amount, you buy. And then when you get a certain amount of profit, you take the profit. And then you wait for it to go down and you buy again. Now, we don't know if it's going to be going down. Everybody I talk to seems to think there's a ma- uh, major yeah. bull run coming. Um, I w- you know, wouldn't be surprised if it gets to 25,000, 22, 23, but early into the next year, maybe even before. 
Um, but you don't know. Uh, personally, uh, I bought my niece a, a Bitcoin Cash, right? Bitcoin Cash is a little bit cheaper. It, right now it's at, uh, which is just a, another type of cryptocurrency. It's at, um, what do we got here? 288, 288, 288. So when I bought it for, it was at like 220 something, $230. That was over a couple of years ago. I expected it to be a lot higher, but however, Bitcoin Cash is the only um, blockchain that allows you to send money or send crypto Bitcoin Cash um, uh, fast and cheap, right? The fees are very, very, their fees are, are cents, right? And it allows you to do it very fast. So I think that in, you know, the arc of it for, for years going forward should be pretty good. Um, so I bought my niece you know, some, some of those coins uh, when she was born, just as a gift, because who knows, by the time she turns 10, 15, 18, um, there's so a good look, chance. So look, there's 3,893 coins that are being tracked. Yeah, I wouldn't even worry about none of those. <laughs> you probably want to worry about the top five, and that's it, because, you know, you got people that are coming in trying to make coins. Uh, shout out to Young Yachty. Young Yachty, or what's his name? Lil Yachty. He just made his own damn coin on his <laughs> called Yachty Coin or something like that. So <laughs> go ahead. I mean, anybody can make their own coin. All right. So um, I digress. We're not going to get into all that, but check it out. The top, the, what are the top four right there? Can you run down that list? Sip again. The top uh, coins in the, in the coin base. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, and then Litecoin. So those are the top in Coinbase. Um, those have the biggest market cap. Uh, Bitcoin is what everybody what everybody knows it to be. Ethereum, um, again, there's a lot of promise in that. Um, I personally think Bitcoin Cash should have been the one that enjoyed the the rise that Ethereum has gotten. But um, Ethereum has a uh, one of their original developers, Vitalik. Uh, he's very popular in the communities and. Um, they've also allowed to been able to do smart contracts. So, um, you know, there's that and there's this XRP is another one. It's very cheap. Sip like that one, uh, because you have a chance, uh, for a big, big gain, a, a big run up, huh? Yeah, that, and it's also one of those fast, uh, transaction coins. Like it's literally like 30 seconds and the sure. money and the money moves. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, just to kind of wrap this up, TDLR, right? Didn't listen or read. Um, you know, I would, per, like I said, Bitcoin, if you if you were going to get in, you would have already really got in by now. Um, but if you're sitting there and you keep reading things about it and you're like, oh, man, I really want to get in. My advice is just, you know, if and when, you know, I would one, like maybe get a Coinbase app on your phone. You don't need to make a deposit to, to actually get the uh, to get the coins, but at least you can see where the prices are going. And anytime you see, you can even set an alert. If it goes down past a certain amount, my, my amount, my market would be 17,000. Um, actually, yeah, probably 17,000, 16,000. I would start small. You can buy pieces of the coin. You don't have to get a whole Bitcoin. Um, so you can get, uh, Satoshis, right? So you can get parts, but guess what? If it goes up, hundred percent, or if it goes up twenty percent in the day, and you have a hundred dollars in, um, in in Bitcoin, you've made twenty bucks off that, right? But uh, uh, so that's how I would play that. As far as everything else, you're going to want to do some research. I would start by reading the white paper to figure out what the creator of it wanted it to be, 
um, and then go from there, right? That's right. Get All right. Started early. Small. Just well, a there little you go. Bit. And, and, you know, I, uh, the reason why I wanted to do this do this episode and and talk about it is because, you know, a lot, no, most people can't buy fucking $20,000. You know, you can't spend uh, – you don't have 10000 or, or 15000 to to put in there and to speculate and stuff like that. Nor do you need to be worried about it. But if you just um, get in at the right times, right, um, and then be able to take some some small profits out, keep your original investment, and then wait for it to go back down if and when it goes down. Um, but then also just realize that in the future, it's a good chance that a lot of a lot of uh, stores, like if if people were ever allowed to open their stores up again, small businesses, they may decide to take cryptocurrency, um, probably not Bitcoin. Maybe some will take Bitcoin, but um, get yourself a wallet, right? A wallet um, on your phone. You can go to different exchanges um, online. One of the things I don't like, so understand we're still in, the, we're still in our infancy for, for crypto. For instance, a lot of these exchanges, you can't even use it in America, right? I mean, it's just... A lot of a lot of gray areas with that. Um, so, and, and by no means do 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 I care? Do I want to, you to go and buy crypto? I just want people to understand what it is. And what it is is nerd money. Okay, it's some very technical shit. And um, unless you got thousands and racks and racks to just kind of be able to play and sit with it, I would try to educate yourself on it first. But you can also use it for sports betting. So um that's a great use case and again uh, we're working to make sure that everybody even people that don't have legal ways to bet on sports can bet using crypto right now also you know we just had a presidential election and stuff like that so look out for all those types of cool ways to be able to use crypto in the future fair enough all right, yeah. let's move get on. Crypto. Yeah, this is a sport. Yeah, let's get sports. Let's right? talk sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do we got? Again, moment of silence for the Steelers and the uh, Seahawks. Let's do a recap of last week. We had a couple of really, really bad beats. Let's pull up the uh, the Steelers game. The Steelers game first. Um, do we have that? Did, did you post that? That's I, I think I DM you that. Yeah. What was the okay. last one? No, no, no. Let's go with the Seahawks game or whatever. Okay. This is uh yeah, let's go with the Seahawks game first. So the Seahawks game was Monday night, I want to say. Now, what you have here, you have the Seahawks as a minus six and a half point favorite. Not a big deal. You're up 23 to nine. Right, with 17 seconds left. So okay, let's let's stop this for a second. So you're up uh you're up 14 points, right? As a Seahawks better, you have six and a half point favorite and you just need to win by at least seven, right? So even if they get this miracle, you only have 21 seconds left. There's no way that the Eagles can win. So even if they score this touchdown, you would think that they would kick a field goal, right? Or kick an extra point, which would give you a seven point win and a cover, right? Roll the tape. We got a Hail Mary from Carson Wentz. Who Ooh, said wow. that catches it? Who is that? On the ground. They're a playing backups to no name. So we don't even know who these people are. Tight now end. you got a touchdown. Now you're now Seahawks are winning by eight. And um, 
for the so people. That are, so, so, all right. So they're up by eight with 12 seconds. Okay. So the, for the people that are listening to this episode, I'm sure you probably have PTSD if you bet on the Seahawks because um, you already know what happened. But now you got the Seahawks that are winning by eight, right? And they need to win by seven. Why are the Eagles going for a two-point conversion? It makes no sense. Welcome to the NFL. Roll the tape. They're going for two points. Walks into the end zone. Boom. This is a draw. That's not a draw. That's a bad beat, oh. man. So you went from an easy cover, and that's life in the NFL, folks. That's why they say football years in prison term. It ain't NBA. You can't. Uh, most you can get off of NBA play is three points, maybe four. And in football, you get seven, eight points of a rip. So um, that's what makes it fun too and heartbreaking at the same time. Uh, the the Eagles ended up covering that game. Who had no business covering that game? There you go. And then let's go to um, yesterday. Yesterday you had again historic Wednesday game with the the Steelers and the Ravens, which is a, a rivalry game. And um, you had the Pittsburgh, who by the way should have should have blown this game open. I was actually on this game. I was on the Steelers. I had left the crib after they scored this touchdown. I was going on my way to a meeting, and uh, I was actually messaging with my boy Mikey. Mikey was like, yeah, man, I hate this game. I'm like, I didn't even respond because I'm like, well, as long as Steelers cover, I don't really care. And I told myself I'll never bet the Steelers as a big favorite ever again. I'm in the Uber, and I refresh the score, and I see it's, four, it's 13 to 19. I go, that's the Steelers for you. Roll the tape. So apparently this is a backup, backup quarterback. No safety help over the top. Oh, this guy. Oh, okay. He should have gotten tackled at the 20. What are they doing? Yeah, just, just completely pathetic, pitiful. No surprise there. Uh, if you ever know anything about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, anytime they're huge favorites, um, it's just it's it's not a good bet. I made that bet on the Steelers because they were playing RG3. I will still continue to bet against RG3 any chance I get. Um, the guy's just not very good at football, right? So um, you're welcome if if that gave you some PTSD. We're sorry, uh, but you know we had to we had to go over that. Now let's go over what uh, everybody wants to know, which is what we're going to be taking this week. Matter of fact, what I want to do is I want to run down the whole the whole list, tell you what I like for each game, and tell you what the best bets are, okay? So starting with uh, New Orleans playing the Saints this Sunday, right? And by the way, you know, nobody should be, excuse me, nobody should be betting to um, earn a living, right? If you're trying to earn a living by trusting, especially in a COVID year, wrong way to do it you should be doing it for fun and also listen to me when i give you these plays i want you to know that i, I bet these plays myself okay i'm not here to play games um i do enjoy the sport i love the game i love the hustle like mitch says you know what i mean i'm all about that grind but i'm not here to fuck around and lose money i'd like to win money too and i'm not going to give you these plays just like willy-nilly so um understand that's how that works and when i give out a play not only am I on it myself, but, um, you know, we're going to try to bring this money home. All right. So let's go over some plays this weekend, um, see what's going down. Uh, you got the New Orleans versus Atlanta Falcons. Um, that's a big rivalry game as well. You, uh, What I have is plus two and a half. What do you got on the on the Barstool book? Sip? Same. So we got plus two and a half uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. The, fa the, the Saints are a two and a half point favorite. The Saints are playing with a backup QB, um, Tyson Hill. 
Uh, that's a fishy line. And if I were going to play that game, I'd actually play um, Atlanta, to be honest with you. Believe it or not. I'm not playing that game, but I'm saying if I was, I'd probably, just based on the way the line looks, probably look to take Atlanta or tease them up just because Saints have not been playing that really well. They did cover last week for us with Denver, but other than that, uh, that's fishy. Next game, you got the Cleveland Browns at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans are a five-and-a-half-point favorite for this week in the NFL, week 13. Um, the, the Titans are rolling, right? The Browns were a terrible, terrible uh, team to back last week. They they messed up their cover as well. Uh, I think I was on that team as well. I would look to take Tennessee in this game as you got the Tennessee Titans at home. Um, Derrick Henry is a beast. And obviously, Cleveland is still missing OBJ, and they got a, uh, quite a few injury, injuries on defense as well. Um, so I like Tennessee in that game. Not one I'm taking, but I do like uh, Tennessee minus five and a half. Uh, next game, you got the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Your boy, Dewan uh, Watson in Texans in uh, Tennessee, in Houston. And you got old man Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis with the Colts. The Colts are a three point favorite on the road. Um, I don't really have a, I don't have an idea on that game to be honest with you. If I was, you know, gun to my head, forced to choose, I'd probably go with the uh, with the Colts. They've they've been playing pretty well this year, um, and they got a solid defense. So uh, let's move on to a game that I do like: our Las Vegas Raiders playing the New York Jets. Now, the Jets, the Raiders were favored by three points against the Falcons last week. I've been telling you about the Raiders on this show for you know weeks now. It was not a game that I took last week because the line was fishy, not to mention that you're still a team that's learning how to win. So for them to go across country to Atlanta and they're only getting three points on the road, it was a very fishy game. They ended up getting blown out 48 to three, something like that. Just an embarrassing, embarrassing loss. We don't take kindly to that, okay? We've been stroking them off this whole time with the Raiders. They've been playing very well, but now um, back to reality. And so they're going to need to uh, kind of build that that momentum back up, look for them to come out and make a statement. I like them, the Raiders minus nine. Um, I think they get the job done. Moving on, Sip Chicago Bears. You got Sip Chicago Bears playing the Lions. Sip, who do you think is going to win that game? Chicago the Lions. Favorite, the Lions. Fuck the Bears. Bears so ain't doing Sip, shit. Sip finally came. He finally <laughs> listened to me. And, and when I told him, don't don't bet the Bears. Don't do, but guess what? I'd probably bet the Bears this week. Believe it or not, I'm not going to bet the Bears. But if I had to choose that game, um, I'd play the Bears because there's only one team that'll fuck up more than the Bears, and that's the Detroit. <laughs> that's a that's a fact right there. That's a fact. Matter of fact, they were giving out free turkeys for Thanksgiving if you just bet against the Lions. Ask any Detroit uh, Lions fan; they will tell you, don't ever take the Lions on Thanksgiving. They let these people down year after year after year, right? Jacksonville versus uh, Minnesota Vikings. I really got nothing on that game either. Just two terrible teams. Could care less. Jacksonville or Minnesota Vikings are favored by 11. Um, you got Cincinnati Bengals playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, Fitzmagic, I do believe, is, is in for tour. A boy, Tua Tagalalala. Dolphins are a high favorite at home. I don't touch 
the Dolphins. Seems like the Dolphins, whenever you see them as a big favorite, stay away, okay? It's not safe. Um, so I'm not going to be touching that game. Moving on, you got the, the Giants playing the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are at home. They're an 11.5-point favorite. Again, neither one of those teams I'm looking to touch or fuck with. Uh, you got the L.A. Rams in a divisional game versus the Arizona Cardinals right now. This line sits at um, the Rams minus two and a half, total of 48. You'll never know. Um, back in the day, you would always get a low-scoring game between anybody in that division. Um, nowadays, they put up a lot of points. You got Kyler Murray going, to, going up against Jared Goff. Not a game I'm looking to play. Um, just noting what's going on there. The Rams are two-and-a-half-point favorite. You got the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Green Bay Packers. I think they got lucky. We just mentioned the Eagles covered, a miracle covered last week versus the Seahawks. I don't think that happens again. Um, you know, they could be playing tough, but I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers um in a teaser. What what do we got here on our play? So that's part of our teaser. If you look at the bottom of the screen, uh the, the Packers are a 10-point favorite. I like actually teasing them with the Chiefs because I look for both of them to get the job done, but it is a lot of points. So you want a little cushion there. You got the New England Patriots at the LA Chargers. You know, it's amazing how just bad, bad teams and coaches get a chance to just fuck up week in, week out. The Chargers have one of the worst coaches in the whole league. He cost a lot of people, not me, but he cost a lot of people a lot of money last week just making some bonehead plays. He's done this week in, week out. Why people continue to bet on him, I don't know. But we're going to look to take the opposite side this week. You have a pick em game between the Patriots and the Chargers. I like the ugh, I like the Patriots. It's hard to even say that, but – um, you know, it is what it is. So I like them as a pick. And then you got the Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the MVP, best team in the league. Um, you know, as a 14 and a half point favorite, it's a lot of points. If you're gonna lay points with a team that many points, you lay them with the Kansas City Chiefs, you lay them with um Patrick Mahomes. I look for them to get the job done easily, but I would um, look for the tease them with the Packers. I think both those teams win, um, and you can have a, some cushion there, yeah? Um, as far as COVID games, we don't have any um, so far. Knock on wood, there are no cancellations yet, um, but you never know, right? And so these things change quickly. We do our best to hold um, to get all this information and to put it out there for you. I like to do that on Twitter, uh, so follow me there at world w r l d tweets no o um, at world tweets no o um, and i like to update information as it comes in that is what you need to do in a year like 2020 when we don't know who's playing when and where and, and, and why you know we don't know the lines may change who's playing uh, we don't know so um, follow me there if you'd like some more up-to-date information just to recap the best that we're taking if you know, you're paying attention and that's what you're looking for. We got the um, – what do we got here? Why, why do we have the Dolphins? That's not one of our picks at the bottom. We got the um, the Raiders, minus nine. We got the Patriots out of Pick'em. We got the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs in a teaser, a six-point teaser, and also have a parlay for everybody. I would take the Kansas City Chiefs, the Packers, the Raiders, and the Titans. Take those four teams in a money line parlay. Uh, you should be getting plus over 100, plus 100 odds. 
Um, and I don't see any of those teams losing. That's what we got. Uh, we got college basketball. College basketball is in full effect right now. It's tough. I know Sip hasn't been watching. For anybody else that's watching out there, if you're not betting on it, you know, it's a very tough watch without the crowd. I mean, that's what college sports is. You want to see the crowd interact, stuff like that. I don't got no plays on that because every day games are getting canceled. People are sitting out. So for that, you're going to have to follow us on, on Twitter. Um, but this weekend, you do have a boxing match, a rare boxing play for us. Uh, Errol Spence versus um, Garcia, Danny Garcia. It's a big matchup, a big fight. We like the underdog, Danny Garcia. Um, you're getting plus money on that. So if you're looking for a way to get involved in the boxing match this weekend, I think it's Saturday, um, I'd look for Danny Garcia. Some NBA news quickly before we get out of here. Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors, he has been declared out, man. Tough news. He just missed last year. Um, he's out again this year with a torn Achilles. Big, big injury. Tough for the Warriors. Uh, prayers up for, for, for Clay. Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. But even bigger news, the NBA just came out today and said that they will no longer drug test uh, NBA players. They're allowed mm -hmm. to smoke down uh, without fear of getting suspended. By the way, I mean, when have you ever seen an NBA player getting suspended for smoking weed? 90% of the hot ones. 90% of the league smokes weed, right? Uh, they all smoke, and it's just kind of ridiculous. A lot of them play in markets where, where weed is legal. A uh, good move by the NBA. We applaud it. And uh, hopefully some other leagues start to follow suit. We know they won't, but um, good for the NBA. And, you know, when you get high, I guess you put up high scores, you know. So look to play some overs. Uh, the NBA season starts on Christmas Day. We got some matchups. You can go and look those up on uh, on uh, online. I think the Lakers are playing um, the Clippers and a couple other games. You got about six matchups starting on on uh, on Christmas Day. Other than that, Sip, you got anything before we get out of here? Uh, just did you see the Westbrook trade? Westbrook for John Wall. That's right, Westbrook that um, being traded to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. Uh, doesn't look like either one of those teams are going to be doing much anyway. Um, you know, you got the battle for the Lakers, in my opinion. The Lakers, the Mavericks, Clippers, maybe even Toronto makes a run. Uh, but we'll see. We're not going to get so into that because you got a long NBA season coming up. I don't think they're in a bubble, so that's good for them. Look for a lot of cancellations, stuff like that. Um, but right now, we're focused on the NFL. We're focused on college football, and we're focused on college basketball. So um, if you guys keep it locked right here, I'm going to go ahead and continue to provide the winners. We're sitting at 12-6 and six record in college football and the NFL. We're just getting started in college basketball. We're at a 1-2 and two record, um, but we'll have some more plays coming out this weekend, and we look to continue to provide you guys with the, uh, the knowledge and the information to make you better sports bettors and to help you make some money on the side. With that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and get out of here. Everybody have a safe week, a safe weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace.